Welcome to the Indisposable Podcast, produced by Upstream. I'm your host, Brooking Gatewood. Thanks for joining for another episode celebrating solutions to plastic pollution. Hello, solutioneers. Welcome back to the Indisposable Podcast. I'm your guest host, Upstream's Reuse Communities Policy and Engagement Officer, Macy Zander. With back to school season upon us, I'm so excited to be joining you today to kick off a special series looking at reuse in schools from several different perspectives. And what better way than to start with the students themselves? Today, I'm welcoming three high school students from the Bay Area, Amanda Yu, Kavya Baliga, and Eileen Liu, with stories to tell about their own action and activism in their schools and their communities to raise awareness around reuse and sustainability. So Amanda, Kavya, and Eileen, welcome to the podcast. So we always like to kick off the conversation with a little background on our guest journey. So tell us, can you each go around and give us a little bit more information about yourselves and what got you interested in sustainability, particularly reuse? I'm happy to start. Um, I'm Kavya, I'm a senior, and I go to Menlo High School, um, which is in the Atherton area. Um, I originally got into reuse um, in, I think, the summer of seventh grade. Um, I started binge-watching Zero Waste YouTube videos, and they were, like, really satisfying to me. And I slowly realized, obviously, that wasn't the easiest lifestyle to have, but it was very inspiring, even the smaller choices that I could make in my own life and my family's life. Um, and then slowly I started making changes um, towards a more reusable lifestyle and decided to, instead of putting all of my efforts into my own life, try to get other people to make smarter choices about um, disposables. Um, and that led me to my work um, not only in my school's club, which is called the Memorial Climate Coalition, um, but my work in the organization Reusable San Mateo County. Wow, that's great, Kavya. Also, I feel like everyone needs to fall into that YouTube wormhole. How about you, Amanda? What got you interested? Yeah, so I'm Amanda. I'm currently a junior. I go to Stanford Online High School, and I live in Foster City, which is just next to San Mateo. I initially first got involved with environmental work also around the summer of my seventh or eighth grade. Um, I joined a local organization called Baycats, which is a youth climate action group that focuses on environmental activism. In particular, I remember being really interested in one of the campaign items about saving monarch butterflies, which got me sort of interested into the whole environmental activism sort of topic. And since then, I now lead that group and we got involved with the whole sustainability and reuse project because it's one of the things that I think we can really make a difference in in working on like a local level and a community-based level to sort of advocate for things that could help um, promote sustainability and reuse because I think that's something that everyone can personally make a step towards like making a difference in because people can learn to use reusables, um, let go of disposables, stop using single-use plastics, etc., which I think is something important for people to learn about and then to try to help along with. So that's just sort of a brief overview of how I got interested in environmental work and why I think sustainability and reuse is really important. 
That's great. Thanks a lot, Amanda. How about you, Eileen? Yeah, my name is Eileen, and I am a junior at Memo Atherton High School. I've always been very passionate about addressing climate issues since middle school. I wrote an article for my middle school newspaper about climate change, and since then, I've been very passionate about environmental advocacy. And when I moved to Menlo Park, I was connected to the reusable San Mateo County Coalition through Upstream and the sustainability manager of Menlo Park. And I've since then, I've become a member of the coalition, and I have also founded a student club that inspires activism focused on changing food for policies in the Bay Area. Very cool. Very cool. So you all have like this common thread of getting involved in this work pretty young. I mean, we're talking middle school, which is incredible. And then you're all involved with reusable San Mateo County, which is amazing. They're doing a lot of work on different reuse policies in all the municipalities across the county. So it's exciting to hear that y'all are engaged in that in addition to your efforts that you're doing at your school. I'm curious to hear a little bit about some of the successes that you feel like you've had so far in your volunteerism. And then the flip side of that, I'm also curious to hear a little bit about some of the challenges that y'all have experienced. And let's just go reverse order. Eileen, do you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. Um, So some successes I've had is talking with the community and promoting the idea of reusable lifestyle. So last weekend, I actually tabled for a plastic-free future at the secondhand farmer's market in San Francisco, where I got to meet some of the people passing by the market. And I taught I talked to them about how to incorporate reuse into their daily life. And I think that is a big success because I think the first step to changing to reusable lifestyle is by teaching others in your life who might not know about it. And Eileen, yeah, I'm curious. And actually, we can circle back to challenges after. I like the idea for starting with the successes. Kaviar Amanda, do either of you want to jump into what you feel like has been a success so far with your volunteerism and your community and at your schools? Um, I think the success that I have in mind kind of overlaps with the challenge ones. Like Amanda has um, a big a big success. Um, I guess I can talk a bit about the successes. So re- recently, um, I've been trying to work with my local city, Foster City, to get a reusables ordinance passed. So with a lot of support from Reusables in Mateo County, as well as Big Cats as an organization, um, through like a really long process of meeting with city council members, I was finally able to get the council members on board with a reusables ordinance, um, which they've agreed to agendize and put onto the city council for official um, voting, or not voting yet, but it will be agendized which was a great success. And it's something that I'm really excited about because I think it goes a great length to show that as individuals, we can make a difference. Even if it feels like sometimes you're only one person um, and you feel like you can't do much, that's not true. It's definitely 
to that as individuals we're able to act um we're able to like sort of advocate for the things that we want to see and as long as we persist with those things it's definitely true that you can make change so i guess that's just a success that i've had yeah and i guess going back to the other side of that question what do you feel like are some of the challenges that you've encountered and I'm curious to hear a little bit more about that and any learnings that you might have had from that experience. Now, I can start us off. Um, one of the challenges was that I was going to mention was um, kind of getting the specific language around the policy passed as opposed to the um, city council that you're trying to get the policy passed and make any changes. Um, and I think kind of like a wider application of that is kind of like getting your main goal across as opposed to um, kind of people kind of mistranslating it or making it into a different thing or being misinformed. You really have to be persistent in terms of policy work in the um, in reusables work. So a kind of a situation that um, I was thinking of was a specific city, um, we were able to pass a policy in but um, the policy was for compostables as opposed to reusables. And I think, um, I guess I see it as more of like a learning moment because um, from there we were able to adapt um, the way we went about policy in terms of the um, other cities in San Mateo County that um, we tried to pass policies in. But I think it definitely is a struggle when um, trying to pass policy and trying to get your specific language because I think language and policy does matter and um, the difference between compostables and reusables is large as studies show that compostables are not as effective as previously thought um, and so I think just um, that allowed me to learn to kind of like push for um, the um, end goal that you're looking for. Yeah, definitely. Gosh, doing policy work is so complex, Kavya. That's um, that's a learning that I think many of us don't have until much later on. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. Amanda, Eileen, how about, how about either of you with the work that you've done? Any particular challenges that you would like to share? Yeah, some challenges that I think I've faced are just trying to get things started. So I think a lot of the times when you start out, you don't necessarily have a lot of sort of pre-existing connections. So I think that a lot of the challenging work has to do with kind of reaching out to people that you've never talked to before. A lot of the times they're really official adults. So it's kind of intimidating to try and reach out and talk to them. So I think a big part of um, the process that was challenging, at least for me, was just reaching out to people multiple times, um, trying to schedule meetings and have conversations with them. But I think that once you've had a couple initial conversations, it really does get a lot more comfortable and you feel a lot better about kind of talking with these people. And I think that once you have the sort of system of people that now you have talked with and can kind of continue corresponding with in order to talk about the issues that you're interested in, I think then that makes the challenging process better as it goes on. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks for that, Amanda. Yeah. It's always hard to have to remind yourself, like regardless of who you're talking with and maybe what their position is, what their age is, 
like we're all at the end of the day humans and we're all like trying to build this beautiful world um, together and, you know, we don't really have a roadmap for it. And so it's, it's always humbling to put yourself out there, but then come to the realization that we're, we're all in this together. How about you, Eileen? Yeah, I would say that my challenges would be the same as Amanda and Kavya, kind of like contacting city council members and getting council members on board on the policy change or the policy work that we are doing because a lot of times you have to talk with them back and forth and schedule meetings like Amanda mentioned. So I think the first step is definitely the challenge. Can I add something quickly just to kind of connect it to um, the work that I think we all do at schools? Um, I think that a struggle that I face is kind of like adopting the ways in which I talk about Louise with the different audiences that I meet because obviously it's really jarring to use really um, like strong and professional language with um, city council members and then have to find a way to like adapt all of this really complex thinking and work for um like high schoolers and I think um even from a high school perspective it's easy to come to conclusions about what an audience may kind of like like or be adaptable to or kind of um what will be like the most effective in convincing them but that's kind of like a very big struggle in like reuse work or even environmentalism in general is like how do you really adapt around the audience that you're trying to um, convince of something or help educate them about um yeah so I think that's kind of a struggle that I face in all different areas of reuse work well, that's great yeah thanks a lot for sharing that y'all there's a lot of a lot of wisdom to unpack in all of those challenges. So yeah, we appreciate you you sharing that. Well, it's definitely apparent to me that you all are doing a lot of policy advocacy at the local level with reusable San Mateo County. Can you also tell us just a little bit more about what's going on in your school and the work that you're doing around reuse in particular? Yeah, so I can start off. Um, earlier this year, I started a student club at my school called the Reusables Club. And this club is focused on bringing more students to advocate for the elimination of unnecessary single-use foodware. So it's similar to the policy work that we do at Reusable San Mateo County. And since I have been involved in these reuse initiatives, I wanted to gather like-minded students at my school to work together on targeting solutions for the plastic problem and climate problem. And some of the work that we do in the club is promoting local environmental grassroots organizations through tabling for them at events or creating social media content for them. And one of the organizations is Okapi. They are based in Portland and the Bay Area and they are a reusable borrowing cup system. And we have created posters for them to advertise in cafes and some social media content like Instagram Reels. I have seen those posters. Very nice job. They look great. I'm happy to go next. 
Um, I think for me, uh, we have Climate Coalition, which is like a general environmentalism club at my school. Um, so we don't really have a dedicated reusables branch, but uh, every year we do something called EcoAct Week, which is um, basically like an uh, environmentalism inspired week with a theme each day. And um, we kind of show how Climate Coalition has been putting efforts into that specific aspect of environmentalism um, throughout the week. Um, and usually have a reusables day every year. Um, something that we did for a couple years ago, we made a mural um, made out of disposable plastics to raise awareness about um, how much often disposables are used and how it affects the ocean. And um, we've making various efforts um, to involve the school with outside organizations like Reusable San Mateo County in more recent years. So um, last year, um, Sally Lou, who's one of the co-founders of um, Reusable San Mateo County, came and spoke at an assembly um, at Menlo. And so I think involving outside, these outside organizations um, that pertain to reusables within the school really gets kids out of the mindset of how do I involve myself in this community engagement task because it'll help me with my service hours and my college applications and more. How do I make effective change that'll really affect my community and, you know, work with people outside of their um, bubble? That's great, Kavya. Very exciting. And last but not least, Amanda, what about Premier Lens? Yeah, so I feel like I should preface this by saying I go to an entirely online school, so we don't have exactly a physical campus or a sort of physical community that um, is going to a physical school building every day. So from that end, work on the school level manifests a bit differently. I think we have a slightly different system, but we do have environmental schools at our clubs. So last year, um, even though we didn't have an official sort of environmental reusables branch or club at my school, students who were interested in environmental work ended up just joining Big Cats, the organization that I'm currently in and leading, um, to do environmental work on that level. So this was really nice because even though people come from different geographical areas, not everyone's from the same state or even the same country, um, they were still able to kind of involve themselves with environmental work that they wanted to see in local areas. So for example, because city council meetings are held online on Zoom, this made it accessible to people. So whoever wanted to come to a city council meeting and for example, advocate for something that we're working on was able to just join Zoom and attend that online. So I think that at my school, even though we don't maybe have like a physical building in which we can see how reusables work in context of like a natural physical school, I think that people are still able to get involved on a local and individual level on the environmental issues that they're passionate about, which I think has been really nice. And also this year, we're looking to get an official branch of Big Cats in the school to get um I guess like an official school name so that way we can hold school-wide events because in the past we've put together for example webinars as an organization which I think would be a great thing to bring especially to 
an online school community. So that's just a bit on how schoolwork has worked for me. Wow, thanks y'all for sharing. That's really interesting. And yeah, Amanda, that's that's nice to know that despite being an online school, you can still have this solidarity around sustainability issues and galvanize folks from everywhere, it sounds like, around the same issue, and in this case, reuse. So I think that's that's very exciting. And then Kavi and Eileen, I love the idea of like a reusables day. That's very interesting. Uh, cool that both of your schools are are doing that. And yeah, I guess my next question for y'all is who have been your biggest allies in your push to promote reuse, both at the school level and also through the policy advocacy you're doing and through reusable San Mateo County? Do you have any particular mentors or teachers or anyone that you've been working with that, yeah, it feels like they're notable? Um, I think for my school, um, we have really strong values that align with environmentalism. Um, And so I feel supported by the administration in my environmentalism efforts if I'm ever meeting assembly time or um, trying to host an event or something, there's a lot of like resources. I would say um, it's less so about a specific mentor and more about a community where everyone's trying to get involved. Um, I think something that I've learned is that no matter who you talk to, you're getting some sort of new perspective on environmentalism. And one of the biggest um, mistakes that I could make is just staying in my bubble and kind of like just listening to people who are already on climate coalition or who just go to my school, but joining reusable San Mateo County and um, hearing from perspectives of people who may not involve themselves as much in environmental environmentalism efforts is kind of one of has had like some of the biggest impact on me. So I think less so than a specific mentor is more a connection to um, the wider community. Yeah, I really like that, Kavya. I really like that. You've mentioned that a few times now, this need to, to leave the bubble. And I think that that's, I think that's something a lot of us struggle with because um, it's comfortable in the bubble to talk with the folks that we know are going to be on our team, on our side. And so I think that's really great that you are pushing yourself um, beyond that. So thanks. Yeah, thanks a lot for sharing that. Amanda and Eileen, what about what about you both? For me, the coalition members have been very, very supportive and helpful in leading me in the right direction. Because at first I was very new to like the reuse network and community and the people in the coalition really helped me. Like whenever I had a question about anything policy related or just about reuse or sustainability in general, I knew I could always reach out to the communications team or just anyone in the coalition to lead me in the right direction. And similar to Kavya, I think just talking to people who might not have already been in the community really inspires me. And Something I've done is tabling for a lot of organizations 
like grassroots solutions. And when I'm on the street and I'm just, and I catch someone who might be going to a restaurant and I talk to them about reuse or how to switch to sustainability, I hear their story. And I think that really is meaningful to me. Oh, that's really great. Yeah, gosh, being in the Bay Area and having great coalitions around like reusable San Mateo County is is really fortunate. It's wonderful that y'all are involved with them. And then last but not least, how about you, Amanda? Yeah, so I think I agree a lot with Kavya and Eileen. I think that the coalition members have been really helpful. I also feel like I um, have had some specific mentors that I would really like to thank because they've made my involvement with sustainability and reusables a really good experience. Um, for example, for the organization that I'm, well, not the organization, but the sort of club Baycats that I'm in, we have two adult advisors or mentors, Gladwin D'Souza and also Dr. Su Chow. And they have been really, really encouraging figures. They're very passionate about environmental activism. And I've known them ever since I joined Big Heads First when I was in middle school. So the whole process of kind of learning about environmental activism, how to kind of communicate about issues and interact with people in your community to try and build change. I think I've learned a lot of that from them. And I think that they've been extremely, extremely important in sort of my journey on becoming involved with environmental activism, reusables, and sustainability, because they've definitely been there to kind of guide me along the way, also give me kind of important tips. And also, I feel like I'm naming a lot of specific people, but within my city also, I've been working with a mentor on trying to get environmental issues in Foster City going. So Dr. Lesson, she's been really amazing. Um, she works with me specifically on the Foster City issues. And I think it was largely thanks to her that I was able to talk to the city council members and meet with them about the reusables ordinance. So I just wanted to thank some specific people. Yeah, gosh, what a thank you. A shout out on a podcast. I'm sure they'll be very pleased. That's great. Thanks for sharing that, Amanda. So yeah, with our next question, I'm curious to hear a little bit more from y'all about what it is that you guys are looking forward to in the upcoming school year which I know for some of you is actually your last school year. So what are some of the changes that you'd like to see enacted in your school in the coming year or in your community? I'm happy to share. Um, something that I previously talked about is involving my school with um, Reasonable San Mateo County and outside organizations that I individually am involved with. And um, part of that for me is getting the disposables that are available in the cafeteria out of my school cafeteria. Um, and so I'm trying to get reusable San Mateo County um, and the many organizations of reusables that they use, like Okapi Reusables or Food Where to Go, to get involved um, with reusables that um, people that are going to club meetings or teachers that have meetings um, can use if they ever want takeout from the cafeteria. Um, and then trying to trying to set up a system where there's stations outside on the quads of my school um, where kids can put their um, reusable plates away so that it incentivizes them not to use disposables and um, makes reusables convenient and fast. Um, and I think there's a lot of ways in which school events um, and 
lunches and just every instance that you would use disposables, they really incentivize students to um, use disposables. So just trying to make them super convenient and fast is like my main goal with every type of effort in my school. We love that. That's great. Kavya, you'll have to, you'll have to do, we'll have to just circle back with you on the podcast to hear about that adventure of switching your school to reusables in the next year. We'd love to hear more about it. Yeah. Amanda and Eileen, how about y'all? What are you guys looking forward to this year? Oh, um, I guess I can go first on that. I think a big thing that I would love to see in the incoming school year, especially because we're trying to get the club officialized, is just more students joining in the process for advocating for reusables. I know that I think because we're in an online community, it can often result in people thinking that there's not much they can do throughout the school because it's not like we have, um, I guess, cafeterias or um, plastic disposables that are being used in school every day. But I think that something that I would really love to see and I think people will get involved in is just becoming more involved in environmental activism on a school level because I think that really change has to happen on a sort of individual level and if people don't recognize that they as individuals are capable of making that change then I think it's hard to get movements off the ground and running so I think that one thing that would be really nice to see is just a lot of people becoming involved and um, sort of working towards a movement that then can get up off of the ground and have more widespread success. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Getting more people involved in in this in this marathon, so to say, to get us to a, away from this one way linear disposable system. I think that's great, Amanda. Thanks. And then, yeah, how about you, Eileen? Yeah. So, I'm really excited to bring more students to advocate for the elimination of single use foodware in Menlo Park and in my school this year. And something else that my club is working on, actually with Kavya also, is we're working on a cost and waste analysis of the Menlo Park restaurant industry to call for the adoption of the disposable foodware ordinance. So we hope to present that analysis to the city council later this year. So I guess that's something I'm really looking forward to. Yes, we are very familiar with the model cost and waste assessment. And dear listeners, if you don't know what that is, we are happy to share it with you. It's a great tool made by Reusable San Mateo County, making the policy case for a bunch of different policy and ordinance scenarios. Super. Well, thanks, y'all. And yeah, we are we are sadly at our last question. Um, and I think it's probably one of the most fun ones. So we've done a lot of reflecting on the things that we've done to date, but I'm curious to orient this question a little bit more towards the future. And we'd just love to hear from all three of you what your vision is after this, after high school. Um, what is the kind of work that you want to be doing in the future? Do you want to stay in this focus on circular economy, reuse, or more generally sustainability? In the future, I definitely want to go into environmental science. And I think just being in the reuse community in general, I realize that the lifestyle of using reusables is something that's always been a part of our lives. And it's how the 
world worked before plastic dominated the market. So in the future, I cannot wait to help more communities move towards zero waste through reusable foodware. Yeah, I think I would definitely want to continue environmental work in college. I think that I've heard a lot about certain colleges being really progressive towards the environment and like having these movements or kind of changes. So I would love to be able to become involved with that and continue advocating for visibility and sustainability within um, a college because I think that there's also a lot of work to be done there. And that's something that I would definitely be interested in continuing and just kind of also continuing the work that I'm doing right now would be something that I definitely want to continue. Super. And last but not least, how about you, Kavya? I think what inspired me most about Reusable San Mateo County was um, how fulfilling policy work is and work where you can really see the impact on people and the change that um, you're making. And so I think environmental studies is definitely something I want to go into. I'm not sure if that would be specifically reusables, but I definitely think sustainability is something I'm interested in. In addition, I think environmental justice is kind of that intersection that interests me the most because I do a lot of work in the affinity group space as well. And so I think um, having work where I can see the full impact, whether that be through reuse or through other forms of sustainability is something that's really important to my future. Very cool. Very cool. Gosh, it has been such a pleasure and honor for me to be able to spend the last half hour speaking with all three of you. I'm feeling really inspired <laughs> by the work y'all are doing. It's really incredible just what you've accomplished um, in high school alone. So excited to see what happens for y'all in the upcoming year and just also yeah, really impressed by the work that y'all have done to date. So thank you for, for caring about this issue, your activism, your involvement at your schools, and taking the time to speak with me today. Does anyone have any final last words of parting wisdom that they would like to leave with our listeners? Um, well, first, thank you so much for having us on the podcast. It was great to be able to talk about this and to kind of talk about what we're involved with in terms of sustainability and reuse. And for everyone listening, I just wanted to say that as an individual, or I guess just as whoever you are listening to this right now, you can definitely have an impact on the environment and on sort of furthering reusability and sustainability. So even if you feel like right now you don't know where to start or that you um, don't really know what to do or what the process looks like you can definitely just get involved on working on a local level you can join local coalitions organizations you can also always reach out to your city council members they're always there to kind of listen to you because as a citizen and kind of a member of their city they always are looking to find ways to better meet your needs um so yeah definitely just if you have any i guess desire to work on environmental issues, just always like join organizations and reach out to city council members. Fantastic parting words. Well, there you have it. Amanda, Eileen, Kavya, thanks so much for your time. And that's our show. 
If you like what you're hearing, help spread the word. Subscribe to the Indisposable Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Add a review, talk us up. Nobody spreads a message like you. The Indisposable Podcast is brought to you by Upstream, sparking innovative solutions to plastic pollution, envisioning a world without it, and empowering businesses, communities, and individuals to imagine and co-create this future with us. You can find resources mentioned on today's episode, as well as learn more about Upstream's work at www.upstreamsolutions.org. Follow us on social and join the movement. There's a better way than throwaway.